Palmer Bear on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmer Bear. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Hey, Santa! You could win in APCO's Cash for Chrissy competition. That's right, APCO Joe. There's 1K to brighten your day. And 1K to give away to a mate for Christmas. APCO's Cash for Chrissy on now at APCO. <laughs> the Expertise Panel. Brought to you by Dilma. Do try it. It is 10.23 here on Mornings with Ian Smith on SCNZ. Ricardo Paul in the hot seat for him while he's on World Cup duty. Uh, our expertise panel today, uh, joining us out of uh, sunny Tauranga, is Sam Ackerman. G'day, Sam. How you doing? You're great, Ricardo. You, mate? Yeah, good. Thank you, mate. And the big boss man is in the studio. I'm not feeling any pressure at all. Ruben Bradley joins us. G'day, Rubes. How are you, mate? I'm good, Ricardo. Thank you. Hey, Sammy. How are you, mate? Good, mate. Good. That's a really strange time to do a performance review right in the middle of the, um, <laughs> right in the, middle of the show. But fair enough. Can't blame you. <laughs> yeah, think, uh, Mystery it's, boss. Not, it's not looking pretty. It's not looking pretty, Sam. I've uh, got to say. Hey, uh, speaking of not looking pretty, the Warriors, let's start there. Um, Sean Johnson uh, apparently out with a pec strain, although some people are saying it's a, a, it's a, a potentially an ego strain after Tony <laughs> Kim's comments. Um, we also have uh, Dylan Watini Zalesniak out uh, as well, uh, missing, a, missing a few, Sammy. How how big are these injuries impacting on the Warriors' start to the season? Oh, look, they're definitely not going to be helpful because the, the one thing I said is I, who they go for in the halves, I didn't mind it. Uh, I wasn't that concerned because I thought that the, the depth across was relatively even. But what they need is game time and being uh, given a chance to uh, pick and stick and build combinations because the last thing the Warriors can do when they do have half of this quality, it's really easy to chop and change a lot and that will not help the Warriors and this will not help uh, the Warriors because no matter what the combination was, you had Johnson in uh, the seven jersey. That was the, everybody else was working for the six. So I'm uh, definitely, I find it's just going to be a massive disruption. I, uh, Tony was uh, on the money that it wasn't Sean's uh, greatest game. And I, listen, uh, Kempi, um, I don't know if you guys have worked this out yet. He's, he speaks, he speaks straight from the, from the heart. He's quite a shoot from the hip uh, of a coach as well. And uh, he is the guy that thinks the Rocket would do something good for Sean Johnson. I don't think that um, that Nathan Brown would have been in that same category. I don't think that's how he coaches. But uh, it does mean that uh, he has time to think about the elements of his game that didn't work out well. He can analyse them and work on them. But these injuries are massively disruptive to the back line. Uh, that was going to have a, a big change anyway as Reese Walsh coming back. So uh, this, is, this is really un- unfortunate and unfair times for the Warriors to be in this situation. Let's be fair, though. Every team in the competition and every team in sport is used to regular disruptions over the last couple of years. So players coming in and out injury shouldn't be as big an issue uh, as we've as we've uh, kind of thought in the pre-pandemic era because we're so used to uh, everything changing on a dime. Yeah, Viliami Vilea, of course, uh, from the centres is the other player that's going to be missing. He's done a, yeah. uh, a um, medial ligament in his knee as well, Ruben. I mean, you know, you look at this, uh, you start a season, they, they've, they've missed the trial match as well, obviously, due to floods and things. So this almost felt like a final trial match, and that's kind of how it looked at times. Uh, what's your take on these injuries? I I suppose 
the they're not season-ending injuries, so I don't see it as catastrophic, but really, really disappointing and upsetting because when you look at a strong Warriors team, it's been when you've, and, and any strong NRL team, it's when you've got a good six and seven, and too often Warriors have had a great halfback or, you know, one, and we've never had that double combo, you know, there, and so I think that's hugely important. So to, so to have damage, you know, when, you, when you've got options of both those and then, ah, then after one game, we've lost that, that option, um, that's... That's what hurts. Yeah, that does hurt. I, I wasn't massively uh, impressed by Cody Nikarima on the weekend either, Sam. So I guess the question for you is, with Reese Walsh coming back in at, at, at fullback, is it Chanel, Tavita Harris and Cody in the halves, or does Ash Taylor get an opportunity? Uh, listen, I think that this is custom-made, putting Ash Taylor in to see how he will go. Ash Taylor's addition to depth for this uh, squad was to be able to be that on-field general. He's done it at, um, at several clubs to varying levels of success, but he has experience in that role. He's used to being the on-field marshal, and I don't think it's um, the right move to put uh, the other, you know, put Cody and, uh, and Chanel in together, and certainly I don't think they should drop Cody after uh, one game, because if you pick him, you've got to back him beyond one average performance. He wasn't terrible. Uh, he just needs to, I think everyone who's making playmaking decisions in that game needs to have a bit more focus uh, and more control of what they're doing. I would definitely think this is custom-made to giving um, Ash Taylor a run. If you're going to pick him in your squad, if you think he's there for um, more than just injury cover, then you know, this is, first of all, an injury, and second of all, a great opportunity to see if he can uh, marshal his team around. He definitely seems to have jumped above uh, Chanel in the, in the picking order right now, so let's see what he's got. Yeah, let's see what he's got indeed. I tell you, somebody who's shown us what they've got, that is Clayton McMillan. Uh, you know, two seasons ago, brought in as an assistant to Warren Gatlin. They have an awful season, don't win a game uh, in the New Zealand Super Rugby Comp. Uh, then he, Gats, goes off to do the Lions. Clayton gets them to a final. Now he's taken them to Christchurch and beaten the Crusaders in their own backyard for the first time in six years. Ruben, how good is Clayton McMillan? Well, I don't want us to underestimate the influence that will be coming from a director of rugby position you know, in, in regards Warren Gatland, and I know he had a terrible season with them, but I just feel that was sort of a write-off season anyway. Distracted by the obligations that were going to come the year after as well. Um, it's not a guy that you know has had a huge coaching profile, and sort of I don't know. From my perspective, you know, had been under the radar, mm. and then obviously doing a great job here as well. Um, but something that happened on uh, Saturday night that uh, he has spoken about before is, is his game plan that played out exactly right. It's a simple game plan, but it's that very simple strategy. Lots of phases get to a high phase count, patience and then eventually release the backs and that is exactly how they won that game on Saturday night. Mm. So it's a strategy put in play and it worked perfectly. So in that sense, you know, it's a it's a plan laid out, plan paid off. So yes, you have to give uh, you know ups to him because his his plan worked. Yeah, his plan did work. Sam, I know he's uh, from your neck of the woods uh, in in Tauranga. He had a successful Bay of Plenty team for for a while in the Bunnings NPC. He's uh, been a pretty good uh, coach too of the uh, of the Maori All Blacks. Um, I mean, you know, the names get thrown around for All Black coaches and things like that. And we're always talking Scott Robertson, but should Clayton McMillan potentially be in that conversation? Now, nope. 
Uh, he shouldn't. Uh, it's not. It's too too quick, too soon. He is uh, a. You mentioned his, his back his background with uh, with the bay down here and uh, and the Māori All Blacks, and he has been ticking boxes as he goes, and he's a he's a. A quiet achiever. He's not a. Um, you know, he's not break dancing in the middle of pitches. He's not um, doing things to get the uh, the limelight when he speaks. He speaks measuredly, and he has a lot of that Dave Rennie factor um, about him. And the thing that Warren Gatlin is, of course, a Mulu man from way back. But he's a Mulu man from way back. A lot of his uh, his real coaching um, strength and drive and and uh, focus was really honed overseas. So he brings that overseas view to New Zealand. That's something that was talked about being important for an all-back coach to understand the world game. We haven't seen it be quite as successful coming back and coaching in the New Zealand game at super rugby level and, uh, and below. So I think that uh, he gets the players, uh, Clayton McMillan. I think that uh, the, the culture that's there and he's a part of, he's been part of fostering that through his teams. And I think that you're getting that laid-back, uh, treating it as though you are part of that uh, that culture is a priority. Um, that football really comes to shine through for me. It feels very much like uh, the Chiefs when Dave Green took over. Yeah, indeed. All right, good stuff. This is the Expertise Panel with Dilma on SENZ Mornings with Ian Smith. Time to get away to news with Aroha, but uh, when we come back, we will be talking the Warriors, the Mount Rushmore of Warriors and retirement reversals. The Expertise Panel, brought to you by Dilma. Do try it. It's 27 away from 11 here on SENZ. Mornings with Ian Smith, Ricardo Ball, and for him while he's on World Cup duty. And uh, as part of our Dilmar expertise panel, we have Sam Ackerman and Ruben Bradley, the boss man as well. Ruben, we'll start with you on this one. Um, retirement reversals. Of course, uh, Tom Brady mm. uh, coming out of retirement, if unretiring. Uh, there was a guy who uh, only a couple of days ago bought the last ball he threw for a touchdown in the NFL for... $500,000. Oh, no. uh, I don't know how much that's worth now. Um, where does this sit in terms of retirement reversals for you? Well, I, I guess when I didn't write this down, um, but when you look at that post he put out, I don't believe he used the word retirement and and I just kind of went along with it. But, I, but now that people have pointed it out, it's like, well, it wasn't really an absolutely definitive retirement statement at the time anyway, mm. but everyone just decided they wanted that story and ran with it. Um, he has appeared to imply in the last couple of days that this is a reversal, but the initial statement wasn't as strong as it could have been. So I think he perhaps left this door open. Yeah, he. I think he did leave the door very much open. And some, Sam, saying that it was after he saw Cristiano Ronaldo, the go-to football, <laughs> score a hat-trick at Old Trafford, that uh, he went, hang on, I want more of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that made the decision for him. What do you make of it? Uh, I strongly believe that Manchester United have that kind of influence, um, Ricardo. Um, <laughs> first of all, uh, second, of, second of all, uh, yeah, I, look, clearly there's not, nothing going on in this guy's life. I mean, he's got all that money. He's married to a supermodel. Could do anything he wants, whenever he wants, uh, no matter what. Uh, but no, tell you what, I'd rather have linebackers just keep rushing at me. Tell you, what, the next, you know what his last snap's going to be? His arm. That's going to be his last snap. He's going to play till he's sixty, and he's going to get rushed and thrashed. But he is, he's, a, he's the GOAT, obviously. He's incredible. Uh, what he's done, uh, he can do anything he likes on his terms. If he says, I'm going to keep playing, there will be at least half the league lining up going, yep, I'm in. Come, come here, buddy. We, we want you. So uh, he is... I, I Listen, to say that the door is left open, I think, is, is fair from Ruben. Uh, but his, his 
as a club, you know, Tampa Bay were, were, talk, were saying he's gone, he's not coming back. Like they, they, if, if he was leaving the door open, he definitely pulled the wall over their eyes um, along the way. So uh, a comeback will be uh, interesting, but yeah, we've seen a lot of comebacks. People, uh, I think you know, experiencing Stacey Jones' return to the Warriors, the excitement that came with that, uh, but you know, it wasn't that we didn't see the Stacey Jones that we knew and loved because he was obviously later on in his, his career. It was still great to see him on the field. I remember a game against Manly with an incredible couple of touches. Um, so it's all, I'd rather have more Stacey than this, but I think that we're going to see that with Brady as well. I don't think we're going to keep seeing the extreme quality that said he has defied father time long enough. And what did Brady say? Un- was the phrase unfinished business? Mm. What would you know about unfinished business? <laughs> You've achieved pretty much everything. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, exactly. no, that's not the case. What? Well, that's a, it was a question I asked Mike Carlson we had on earlier. Is, is like, you know, he's, he broke away from Belichick, went to Tampa to prove it wasn't Belichick winning Super Bowls, <laughs> it was him. So, yeah, it, it, it's a big question mark for me. Hey, gentlemen, we are doing uh, on, the, uh, on the show today the Mount Rushmore of Warriors. And it's not most successful Warriors or best Warriors, but your favourite Warriors. Which four names are you chiseling into your Warriors Mount Rushmore? And I feel like we should probably start with Sam on this, Ruben. I think that's fair. Listen, first of all, um, thanks for giving me his business uh, last night and making sure I didn't sleep. Uh, <laughs> point, working out quadratic equations, looking like Russell Crowe from A Beautiful Mind on every window in the house. Uh, so this has been a, a very tough decision, and uh, my family do not thank you for that at all, Ricardo, just quietly. Um, they, they, they didn't want to see hear the replay of the uh, the O2 grand final playing at four in the morning, but, you know, them's the breaks when you live with me. So... Uh, I found this a, 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 a tricky assignment, but I've, I've narrowed it down to the people who I looked forward to seeing the most, or would get me into the game the most, or I really want to see what they were going to do in this game. I started in the pretty unusual place, but I loved the complete passion, dedication, uh, and the visceral commitment, let alone the, uh, the tackle technique of Michael Luck. He goes online. I, I just loved what Michael Luck brought to that team, and I can't imagine... I think the Warriors would have been just complete basket cases in the era uh, that he played if he wasn't there. Amazing. Manu Vatu obviously comes with a um, uh, a different story now, unfortunately. But when I talk purely on football and when he was there, Manu Vatu was bums on seats. Uh, the crowd pleaser, or well, bums off seats most of the time, to be perfectly fair, when he uh, started rampaging down that win. So when he was, you know, 10 tries and 10 separate seasons of NRL. I mean, just just amazing. Uh, and I, I had to put Ruben Wiki in there. Um, same thing, when Ruben had the ball, I got thoroughly excited about it, uh, and uh, I, I still would, if you ask me to think of Warriors highlights, uh, one of the very first thing that comes to mind is his wild eyes, the rages uh, in, that, uh, in that playoff game against the Roosters, running straight at Sia Soliola was... Was yeah, spine tingling for me, and getting him, I think, was a massive uh, coup for uh, the Warriors, uh, and really helped build uh, a bit of mana within that club. And the last one I agonised over, uh, but I'm going Roger Tuivasa-Sheck, just because I, I, every time he was in a game, I was act- actively looking around the field to find him uh, and what he, that he could bring the level of excellence he did from a, a, a huge team like the Roosters and keep it better. And some, you could say, played better in, in circumstances. Won the player of the uh, the Dalian Player of the Year, playing for the Warriors, which has got to be. <laughs> No one would have seen that one coming. So uh, I, I'm going with those guys. We'll leave off a lot of very talented people and a lot of people I've got a lot of time for, but that's where I'll sit. 
No, okay, Ruben, uh, what's All your right. riposte to that? Very good. Uh, only one crossover, actually. I'm oh, going to really? start with uh, Ali Lawatiti. Um, to this yep. day, I see a good offload, rugby or rugby union, uh, rugby league or rugby union, and I think Ali Lawatiti yes. still still see that to this day. Uh, Steve Price, mm-hmm. um, so much time as, for him as a leader and a person. Got to know him uh, on, you know, just, just a tiny bit as a, as a really young producer uh, across across the road at uh, uh, Radio Sport. May she rest in peace. Um, <laughs> And, uh, and, you know, absolute really good guy and, and made me look really good in front of my big brother <laughs> when he said, oh, hey, Ruben. And my brother was like, whoa, <laughs> Steve Bryce knows your name. Uh, Ruben Wiki, absolutely. That just felt like this homecoming, great signing after all those years at Canberra to have him come back or come to the Warriors was just, it felt yeah, spiritual. And uh, my number four, and just bearing in mind, this is about favourite yes. uh, players as well. Uh, you'll enjoy this one. Gene Namu. Gene Namu. Uh, Namu, uh, because he's a Birkenhead College old boy. Birkenhead College doesn't have any All Blacks, so Gene Namu is is right up there uh, as one of the greatest exports from Birkenhead College. Oh, there you go. That's a, that's a great four as well. I, and I, I've just I've got to say because I, I can, I'm just going to drop this in here that I once played against Gene Namu hey. when I was playing under 18 open weight rugby league in Auckland for that North Coast for the, Tigers for the mighty Howard Hornets. Now he was playing for I think Marist Richmond oh, okay. or someone at the time. So uh, there you go, gentlemen. Thank you very much for coming on the. Uh, Dilma expertise panel. It's been a pleasure, and uh, yeah, I will see how the Warriors go against the Titans this weekend. I know, Sammy, you'll be hurting. Be a good run. Looking forward to it. Not Thank- hurting yet. <laughs> Not hurting yet. Good stuff. Thanks, Sam. Thanks, Rubes. Thank you so much. Cheers. Uh, this is Mornings with Ian Smith on SENZ. Uh, between now and 11 o'clock, we'll have a Love Racing update with Louis Herman. What We'll have a cross with the TAB to find out their specials as well. And we'll come back shortly with more of your texts on your Mount Rushmore of Warriors. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.